I'm Dr. Sterling. I'm a board-certified OBGYN and mom. Welcome to the Becoming Moms podcast, where I give you the step-by-step to optimizing your physical and emotional wellness in pregnancy so you can create a nourishing environment for your baby, your family, and yourself. The information shared in this podcast is intended for general education purposes only and is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or another qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard in this podcast. All right, lovelies, let's dive in to this week's episode. Hey there, so excited to chat with y'all today about being pregnant as a millennial. Um, If you are a millennial or millennial adjacent, this episode is for you. I'm going to break down what it is that makes pregnancy as a millennial so difficult, why that's the case, the underlying reasons that I believe contribute to this difficulty, and what you can do about it. Now, if you're a member of the Sterling Parents membership, that's my membership that provides trusted answers, expert advice, and support for pregnancy and beyond. And you are listening to this episode on the Sterling Parents private podcast, please stick around for the bonus segment at the end. If you are not yet a member of Sterling Parents, no worries. This episode is going to help you get started making your pregnancy easier. All right. So, being pregnant as a millennial is hard. And part of the reason that it's hard is because of the millennial problem. Now, the millennial problem is also the millennial pregnancy problem is also the millennial parent problem. Before we ever enter a reproductive journey, this is something that many of us millennials deal with. It just gets worse when we're trying to conceive, when we're pregnant, and certainly when we're parents. But it's something that we have with us even before we ever think about becoming parents. And there are four components to this millennial problem. The First component is information overwhelm, feeling like you have to search through all of the information to find the right or the best answer, Um, feeling really overwhelmed with the sheer volume of information, not knowing what sources to trust, um, leads to a lot of decision fatigue and analysis paralysis. So that is element number one of this problem, information overwhelm. Element two is the constant distractions. So millennials oftentimes ascribe having a busy brain. There's always a notification, a text message, an email, an alert that is pulling us out of the present moment. And we've really trained our brains to (laughs) almost be addicted to these screens and to constant noise. So we will have a difficulty, we'll have a difficult time when there's stillness or silence. And oftentimes when given an opportunity, to experience some stillness or silence, we reach for our phones. Um, we can see this in, you know, most, <laughs> most millennial disease days actually don't, even when they're watching a screen, like when they're watching television or Netflix, whatever it is, um, oftentimes aren't doing that alone. Oftentimes are also um, looking at their phone when, you know, the, the plot slows down a little bit. Uh, one thing that 
Um, I have certainly experienced when I'm not, you know, keeping up with my mindfulness and my meditation practice, um, you know, realizing that you're on your phone, missing a part of the show you're watching, rewinding it, realizing you rewound too far. You've got an extra 15 seconds to kill of content you've already seen. Better reach for that phone and fill that 15 seconds. You know, goodness forbid that you rewatch the same content twice. Um, and then, you know, sometimes we miss it again <laughs> to rewind again. So um, that is the, you know, second element of the millennial problem this constant distractions, this busy brain. The third element of the millennial problem, uh, not trusting ourselves. We're going to get into why, but oftentimes comparing ourselves to others. This is, I'm trying to figure out if we're doing it right. The problem with comparing ourselves to others, which comparison um, is a natural, normal thing to do as a human being. It's actually pretty important for our social uh, framework. Uh, comparison, it's not always bad. We can talk about that more, um, perhaps in this episode, perhaps in another one. But um, unfortunately, we're not just unlike our parents and our grandparents who were only really able to compare themselves to, you know, people in their everyday life that they saw with three dimensions and with texture. Um, but we compare ourselves to all of the people on social media, right? We're exposed to thousands of different peoples and opinions. And, and so um, that that level of comparison is really difficult. So we have a difficulty trusting ourselves. Um, it really does tie into the technology, into the information overwhelm. We'll get into that. Um, we feel like we have to check with others to make sure we're doing it right. I'm always worried that we're, we're not doing the right thing. Um, can be really challenging, uh, both in pregnancy and then certainly in parenting. And then the final element of the millennial problem. We have information overwhelm number one. We have the constant distractions, busy brain number two. We have not trusting ourselves number three. And number four, we have what I like to call the do more pressure. And this really stems from our toxic productivity in our culture. This idea that when you are stressed and busy, that means that you're doing it right. And we have a lot of discomfort with rest. We have this belief that rest needs to be earned. And we can be really overwhelmed and stressed and completely busy and still be telling ourselves that we're not doing enough, that we should be able to do more. Um, and this do more pressure can be is toxic to all of us really toxic in pregnancy and parenting. Okay. So that is the millennial problem. When we get pregnant it becomes the millennial pregnancy problem. And when we have our children, it definitely becomes the millennial parent problem. So let's talk about why. Why do we, why is this a problem for millennials? Now there's, there's a number of reasons. One of them, um, at least this is my theory that why so many of millennials and, uh, and those who are millennial adjacent are experiencing these problems is because we have had, um, really the rug pulled out from us in times of transition. So transition points in your life are really important, critical times in your development. So when you think about when you're, you know, moving from childhood to adolescence, okay? Um, adolescence is a, is, a, is a big transition period. When you are a young adult and you are, you know, 
trying to decide what you're going to, you know, where your life is going to go. You are out in the world for, you know, the first time on your own, either in college or in the workplace, trying to figure out what is your life going to be. Um, That's another big transition point. And then of course, pregnancy and parenting, transitioning from being um, just, you know, (laughs) what, what my husband and I call single life, (laughs) even when you're, even when you're married, or you're in a committed relationship, somehow, uh, pre children become single life. (laughs) Um, When you're moving from being a non parent to a parent, big time of transition. So millennials, what we have is during our adolescence, so um, either preteen years, teen years, we experience 9-11. Okay. Uh, It's hard to even remember what it was like pre 9-11. But the fact that the United States was attacked that way, even if you aren't an American, that shock was felt around the world because the idea that America could be so vulnerable was really, really scary. And we were just, you know, we were just becoming aware of ourselves as individuals separate from our family. When you're a preteen, you're a teenager, that's the big transition, right? I am not just a member of my family, I'm an individual. And this huge event happened that really changed, um, the entire world. It changed the way we saw ourselves as Americans. It changed the it changed the sense of security that we have here in the United States and in other countries. I'm also Canadian. I'm a dual citizen. And my Canadian friends and family felt the same way. So that transition point, we have 9-11. Then let's fast forward to when we are becoming young adults, either, you know, ending uh, high school, you know, and in high school, getting towards the end of high school, college, entering the job market, graduate school, um, millennials span that time period for the 2008 credit crisis. Ooh, was that challenging? I'm an elder, I'm an older millennial. So, um, for me, I was in graduate school when that, that occurred very first year of graduate school had just graduated from college. And it was a really challenging time for, for my, for my friends and for myself, um, realizing that one, my student debt is so, so much more ridiculous because of that, that credit crisis. But for my friends who were going out into the workplace jobs, it was really hard to find jobs. And we felt like, Hey, we did all this work and all this training. I mean, we worked so freaking hard in high school to, to get into a good college. We worked so hard and then we get our degree and we come out and there's, there's no jobs. Um, I have three younger brothers, all of whom are millennials and this, really, really impacted them. Um, Really, again, shook our sense of security. And then, of course, we fast forward to when we're becoming parents, and there's a freaking global pandemic. So yeah, yeah, maybe we are um, a little bit more concerned, anxious, wanting, you know, to have the right information, wanting to check with the experts, um, you know, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wanting to work really hard uh, and and be productive because the rug has been pulled out from under us. I think it's a natural consequence of the events that have occurred in our life, okay? In addition to that, there is also the fact that as millennials, handheld technology really became 
widely available and ubiquitous as we entered adulthood and figured out how to adult. And there, you know, we would have questions, really even simple questions. I remember the first time I really went on a vacation um, on my own uh, with, you know, with, with my partner, with my husband, we weren't married at the time. And I was like, all right, uh, what do I pack? So I went online and I, I looked at like travel bloggers and what they recommended packing. I didn't figure it out for myself. The first thing I thought was, oh, let me find a, somebody who travels. Let me find an expert in traveling to tell me what I should pack. And it's just that pattern of have a question, go online, find the answer. That one certainly contributes to the our you know our addiction to our phones. Okay, one hundred percent. The more time you spend on screens, the more addicted your brain is to those screens. Um, it creates this habit of oh, I don't know something. Let me consult an expert. So we're not necessarily building the trust with ourselves. It definitely contributes to information overwhelm. I can't tell you how many hours <laughs> I have spent trying to find the best packing list for an overseas trip, right? Um, so there's so much content out there these days, and it's at our fingertips that there's a lot of pressure to find the right answer and to sort through it all. So that certainly contributes to it. And then, of course, this do more pressure, we have handheld devices now. So our jobs, are the people in our lives really expect to have access to us at all times. And, and when we're standing in line in the post office, for the post office, I mean, we could be productive during that time, right? So we're shoving all of this productivity into all of the small moments in our life. In addition, multitasking, right? The, the phone allows us to do multiple things at once, you know? Can you imagine going to get your a pedicure, having your hands free, and not just sitting there? <laughs> you know, not you know. It's even I, I. You have your phone. If your hands are free, you've got your phone. You're not just sitting there contemplating, thinking. But the truth is, and this is the this is something that is you know we know based on neuroscience, those periods where our brain is not actively engaged in, you know, being on our phone or doing a task are actually really, really, really important for the functioning of our brain. Um, I'm not going to get too technical or nerdy here. I love neuroscience. So if you listen to this podcast, you're going to hear a lot about brain science and neuroscience. But we have a lot of kind of what I would, you can consider background programs that are running in our brain, that um, that space where we're not really doing a task, or just kind of maybe daydreaming or just, you know, being present and, and not uh, focused on one thing, that time is really important for our brain to kind of process and do its thing. So I have described to you what the millennial problem is. I have described some of the reasons why we have this problem. Let's talk about why this is such a big problem in pregnancy. Now, the number one reason why I think this is such an important and, you know, a problem that we need to solve, especially in pregnancy, is because, as I said, this problem becomes a pregnancy problem, but then it really becomes a parenting problem. If you're pregnant right now or you're already a parent, 
and you're already a parent, you know that this is a problem for parenting, okay? Because (laughs) all of these things are really exacerbated when we are now in charge of another human being and we care so much. We care about them oftentimes a lot more than we care about ourselves. And this problem gets worse. So number one, we care about it in pregnancy because it's going to be an even bigger issue when we're parenting. Number two, this is a significant source of stress, okay? Information overwhelm, constantly being on screens and distracted and not being present, not being able to trust ourselves, feeling like we always need to be productive. This is incredibly stressful, okay? And it's a source of stress that we have some control over. If you listened to the first episode, episode number one, I talked about the impact of stress and pregnancy. I talked about the fact that stress and pregnancy can not only impact our pregnancy outcomes in terms of preterm birth and low birth weight and things like that, it can also impact the long-term health outcomes for our children. Stress and pregnancy matters, we, much of our stress, completely unavoidable, right? As I've said, none of us choose to be uh, the, on the receiving end of racism, sexism, classism, natural disasters, you know, worrying about where we're going to get our next meal or our shelter. I mean, there, there is a lot of sources of stress that an individual human being doesn't bear responsibility for or can even control. But then there are sources of stress that we do have some control over. And while it's not the millennial problem, the millennial parent problem is not your fault, okay? (laughs) It is definitely not your fault. You know why? Because those of us, and I definitely include myself in this group. Okay, let's pause here because I want to share a free resource with you. If you are pregnant or trying to conceive, you probably want to make sure you're doing everything right. And of course you do. It's your baby and you care deeply. Problem is there's so much information and opinion about what you should and shouldn't do. And many find themselves overwhelmed trying to sort through all the information. Information overwhelm is real and adds a lot of unnecessary and unhealthy stress to your pregnancy. Is this sounding familiar to you? I know how important it is to you to get everything right in pregnancy. This is why I created a completely free class to help you reduce stress and optimize your wellness in pregnancy. It's called Four Ways to Make Your Pregnancy Easier and Healthier. Head over to thebestpregnancyclass.com to reserve your free seat and be sure to show up to the live session because I'm sharing my beloved pregnancy sleep guide and we have a chance to enter our raffle. Don't miss this free class. Head over to thebestpregnancyclass.com. All right, lovelies, let's dive back into the episode. Those of us who have experienced the, you know, the, this millennial problem to the extreme are oftentimes those of us who are doing these things because society has told us that's how we are good and that's how we are successful. And we are just trying our hardest to be all of the to to be all the things that society tells us we should be. This I am not speaking about this millennial pro- problem in abstract, as if I haven't experienced it myself. This is something that I have worked through, and 
very much in many ways come out the other side, I still deal with this on a daily basis. So I don't believe that there's a one, you know, a pill that can cure this. But I do know from experience that it can get a whole lot better when you attack it head on. So as I said, uh, this is not your fault. Okay, Uh, you if you are experiencing one or all elements of this problem, it is because you're trying to do a good job. And that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, However, society, our culture very much leads us astray when we talk about how to live a life that is joyful, that makes you feel worthy, and that uh, helps you be present and experience and savor the richness of your life. Our culture, every message, almost every message it sends you about being successful, being good is going to pull you away from that. Okay. So this problem is not your fault. Um, However, it is something that uh, you have some control over. Okay. So let's talk about what we do about this problem, how we move through it and grow through it. So this is a huge focus of what we do inside Sterling Parents. So if you're a member of Sterling Parents, the Sterling Parents journey, which is a central part of our membership, it's a, you know, classes that work you through different skills is specifically designed to address these things. But if you're not a member of Sterling Parents, that's okay. I'm going to describe the nine skills that we work on inside Sterling Parents and how leaning into those skills can help you move beyond this problem. So um, number one, uh, Sterling Parents, one of the ways that we attack this problem, the millennial parent problem, is by providing a source, one place where you can get trusted answers and expert advice. So especially in pregnancy, it really replaces Google. Okay. So we have a database of pregnancy education and answers so that you can stay off Google because Google can be a scary place in pregnancy. Um, So that's one way that it helps just get you off Google, provide a place where, you know, you have me as you have direct access to me so you can answer questions. I think that that's a really important way to attack the millennial parent problem. Find a source that you trust, right? Find your experts. Um, We care a lot about curating the experts. We have a lot of content from other experts inside our membership, parenting experts, um, nutritionists, pediatricians, uh, you know, lactation consultants. We really curate those people and make sure that they align with our values of being non-judgmental and understanding but also providing really high quality evidence-based advice. Um, We do that for our members, but that's also something that you can do even if you're not a member of Sterling Parents, right? Curate your experts. Make sure they align with your values. Don't try to access all the information and then sort through it and find the right answer. Find the people that you can trust, okay? Now, The other way that we attack this problem, the formula that we use inside Sterling Parents is something we call the Calm Confident Framework, because our goal is for every pregnant person to have a calm and confident pregnancy that then translates into calm, confident parenting 
Okay. I 100% believe that if we can face the problems that we, you know, uh, the problems that we experience in pregnancy head on and have a formula to, to develop our skills and to develop as human beings as we move through them. I believe if we do that in pregnancy, we can really set ourselves up for calm, confident parenting afterwards. Okay. So let's talk about that framework, those skills. So calm, confident framework uh, exists, has three pillars to it. Okay. Has three, what actually, what I'll call it is, is three core principles. Core principle number one is feel worthy. That as, as you move through pregnancy, as you're a parent, you need, you need, you deserve to feel your inherent worthiness in every moment, in every day of your life. Okay. That's really important. We'll talk about more about that. Why in a moment. Second core principle is uh, being present. Okay. Your life, your you know, we have this one precious life and being present, forget even the, the overwhelming evidence for mindfulness in terms of our health, pregnancy outcomes, and just general health outcomes. Let's just ignore that and just talk about how powerful it is for your, your experience of your life is to be present in it and not to be in your head and worried all the time. Right? So we have the, the feel worthy, principle. We have the be present principle. And then we have the embrace joy principle. I believe this is a central tenet, again, of what we do inside Sterling Parents. I believe that joy should be a focus in our lives. It is not something to be pushed to the corners of your life. Joy, when we just expect it to be a byproduct of doing all of the things, it doesn't come. It, it, where it comes in these fleeting moments, but we're so busy and overwhelmed that we miss it. I think we need to focus on joy. So those are the three core uh, principles that found our Calm Confident Framework. And each one has three pillars that uphold it. So for example, the feel worthy principle. Now, we, especially those of us who have been socialized as women, have been taught some really messed up things about our worth, okay? That our worth comes from doing only for others, that our worth comes from, uh, you know, ignoring our boundaries, that our worth comes from being pretty and thin and put together, okay? So to feel worthy, one of the first steps we have to take, and this is one of the pillars of our framework, is that we need to deprogram our brain from these messages about what makes you a good person, okay? We have to get out of the mindset that a good day equals a productive day, okay? That is, trust me, something I've had to tackle head on, this idea that, oh, I had a good day, I got all of this done. We don't reward ourselves the same for days in which we rest. There are days in which your body or your brain are telling you, slow down. And 
listening to that is a triumph. That is an accomplishment when the entire world is telling you to be productive despite how you were feeling. It is an accomplishment to say, no, 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 that's not what I need. That's not my body. That's not my brain. That's not what my intuition is telling me. That's an accomplishment. That's a good day. Okay. So we need to deprogram our brains from these really toxic messages about our appearance and our worth. So that's, that's where we start in our our framework. And in terms of feeling worthy, we need to really examine some of these messages that we've received about what makes us worthy and replace them with um, messages and ideas about our worth that are much more, one, our own. Let's define success for ourselves, not what everybody else tells us, right? You get to define your own success, okay? Now, the other two, the, the other pillars of this feel-worthy principle are self-care and boundaries. Self-care, again, big buzzword, but we really care about talking about self-care in an evidence-based way, talking about how, what do we do? How do we spend our time, our days in a way that nourishes us? And this is really important in pregnancy, okay? Because when you nourish yourself in pregnancy, you are also nourishing your baby. The the really cool and also kind of scary thing about pregnancy is that you are your child's first home. And if you want to create that loving, nourishing, present home for your children, you create it within yourself first. So self-care is it's not just a face mask, okay? It's not just a bubble bath here and there. I, I'm talking about let's get into the nitty gritty of what for you as an individual is really important for self-care. It's not the same for all of us, okay? And the same activity in some circumstances self-care, some circumstances is anti-self-care, which is a concept we talk about um, inside Sterling Parents. And then boundaries, Boundaries is the third principle of feel worthy, okay? And, And boundaries are how we communicate our worth to ourselves and to other people. And it's really challenging in pregnancy. Pregnancy is this time of really porous boundaries where people think that they can comment on what our body looks like, on our size. They can give us unsolicited advice. They can share horror stories with us. They're strangers, right? These porous boundaries oftentimes develop in pregnancy. And I believe it is the perfect time to start working on your boundaries because boundaries are also an issue in parenting. And so when we meet the challenge of these porous boundaries in pregnancy head on, we prepare ourselves to be the parents that we want to be. Okay. So I've gone into depth on the, the, the feel worthy core principle. We also have the be present principle. We talk about intuition, mind, body connection and mindfulness um, and the embrace joy uh, principle as well, where we talk about getting to know ourselves uh, so that we can be, you know, make sure that we are living joyful lives. We need to know about ourselves. We need to know what makes us happy. We talk about embracing the imperfect journey. Okay, really important part of of joy and happiness is not we not pushing happiness into the future until all of these ex, you know all of these circumstances are are created. Um, and we talk also about prioritizing fun and pleasure, which is something that 
you know, as millennials can be hard for us because we have definitely received the message that the productivity should be our number one goal. Work is more important than fun, right? So we talk about that too. And that's certainly an issue as we go into parenting. So where can you get started working on this? Well, of course, if you are not a member of Sterling Parents, uh, the pregnancy self-care bundle that I have is a great place to start working on, especially some of these self-care skills. Okay. Um, the self-care bundle includes my self-care rituals for pregnancy, really, really popular guide. And we pair that with a two week self-care email series where I share my favorite self-care tips for pregnancy. So that's a good place to get started. That's the sterlinglife.com slash pregnancy self-care. Of course, you can check out what we're doing inside Sterling Parents by just going to sterlingparents.com. There is, this is a a big subject. I'm sure we will be talking about it again on this podcast. Um, There's, there's so many, you know, ways that I can talk to you about, about attacking this problem. But what I really want you to get out of this episode is that this problem with its four components, information overwhelm, constant distractions and busy brain, not trusting yourself to do more pressure, this problem, um, you deserve to address it. Okay. If, if we just let it go, it really contributes to our stress and, and it, and it <laughs> steals our joy. It steals our happiness in pregnancy and in parenting. So I just want to empower you to take steps to move through this problem and grow through this problem. All right. So if you are a member of Sterling Parents listening to this uh, private podcast, please hang on because I'm going to be talking about my number one tip for getting in touch with your intuition in pregnancy. Okay. Hang on for that. Everyone else, thank you so much for joining me on this second episode of the Becoming Moms podcast. Until next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Becoming Moms. If you are serious about optimizing the wellness of your pregnancy, then you definitely need to get your hands on my free guide, Self-Care Rituals for Pregnancy. This guide is filled with my favorite stress busters and wellness boosters for pregnancy. And along with the guide, I'm going to send you a short email series with my favorite tips for optimizing your pregnancy wellness. To get your hands on this free guide, head over to the Sterling Life dot com slash pregnancy self care. All right, lovelies until next time.